Hey, this is Nolan Taylor. You're listening to The Barn. Cigarettes in the seventh grade. It's what my mother taught me. As she was falling asleep, driving down 68. I drove just to get us back safe. Wishing hard that I could escape. Tripping down all Hi and welcome to The Barn, live from The Barn Studios. You got the mocks here and I am joined with a special guest online right now. We have Mr. Nolan Taylor. Nolan, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. We appreciate it. Just saw your tour announcement. You got a lot of dates that you announced all the way up until I think September or so. Uh, one being in our area-ish, Friday, May 26th, so a couple weeks from now. Columbia, Missouri, the Blue Note with Cadillac 3. Looking forward to seeing yeah, you and I'm having excited. you into town. That one's going to be a good one. I'm really excited to hit the red with Cadillac 3. They're awesome. Yeah, you you got a few dates with uh, uh, some great bands, Cadillac 3 being one of them, Uncle Lucius, Charlie Crockett. It sounds like it's going to be oh, a yeah. busy uh, summer and fall for you. Yeah, thankfully. My team's really just honestly doing doing great work. I, I have the easy job now. I just sit back and let them let them do all that for me (laughs) that's the good part about it i guess right exactly if you do get through our way uh you stop here you got a place to crash here or play here we just had your buddy who actually turned us on to you a while back was uh rich henderson just came through town was speaking oh no doubt yeah he just did a live session in our studio and we interviewed him he played a, a local place at our place here so that's kind of how we got connected with you. And once we did, man, I started listening and digging into some of these songs and was really blown away by your songwriting and uh, everything that you do. Man, thank you so much. That's uh, that's wild. I, I mean, Rich is like my brother, so I really appreciate that. So thank you guys so much. I do see the, maybe not comparison between you guys, but, you know, he's a guy, his songwriting and his singing and just his playing and everything, it's so authentic. You know, it's so authentic that you can't fake it. And when I listen to you, I agree. yeah, and I listen to you and I get that same sense. I mean, it just seems like, and, and Rich too, with his lyrics, he really puts himself out there, some of his past experiences and some of the things that he's been through. I, again, authentic and really great with the songwriting and, and I get the same sense with you. I don't think uh, we're here without the song 68 though. Yeah, I don't think so either. It's, uh, it's honestly changed my life a whole lot lately. So is it true that it just passed on all the platforms like five million streams or something? It might it's probably over that, I would imagine. What is that feeling like for you that's five million people have heard your song, something that you created? That's honestly never in a million years that I imagined that that would happen. I, I completely honest with I've been a full time musician for about three or four years now and I kind of felt that, you know, just being a regional artist and getting on a little bit of some national touring here and there would kind of be where I lied for the rest would lay for the rest of my life. But man, since I put sixty eight out, uh it's really just changed the entire trajectory of my career and everything. Yeah, that's great. Do you care if we hear a little bit of it? No, please do. Lighting up cigarettes 
In the seventh grade That's what my mother taught me She was falling asleep Driving down 68 I drove just to get us back safe Wishing hard that I could escape Tripping down all the steps Of the local school bus Wishing I didn't have to go home Oven was heating the house If our electric was on I hoped I'd left money for And I'm so impressed with that opening line. I think it really sets the tone to the rest of the song. Lighting up cigarettes in the seventh grade, that's what my mother taught me. Can you tell me about the lyrics with 68? It's kind of like a... It's, with 68 itself, it's, it's kind of like a bunch of little stories and things that have been combined into one song so the opening line is an instance in which i was traveling from my hometown to my mom's house with her and then uh throughout that uh it was just kind of things that i built on that had happened throughout my life and, and things because i had a i had a relationship with my mom up until just a few years ago do you think an opening line like that do you think that's important to grab the listener's attention especially with this day and age with how short our attention spans are do you think that's important to do well it's actually funny you brought that up i tell people all the time i don't personally feel that i'm a super strong songwriter so it is very wild that i'm getting um a lot of uh, compliments on my songwriting i'm very grateful but for me some of the most important things about a song is the way the song itself, not necessarily what the words make you feel, and um, also the opening line. And so for me, I feel like if I come out there and I put like a very heartfelt, really good opening line together with a very emotional song, whether that be happy, sad, most of mine just happen to lie on the sad realm. Uh, but I feel like that that is my perfect way to write a song. So the rest is just kind of comes in with the story. And I, and I like very personable too. You kind of mentioned about some of the attention you've been getting lately. And when you hear people start to play sort of tags on you as like the next big thing or the next big songwriter, what does that make you feel? How does that make you feel inside? To be completely honest with you, I laugh at it because uh, not, and I'm very flattered. I don't mean that in like an, in, an, in an arrogant way or, or like, oh, that's stupid. But to me, I laugh because I'm like, man no you know there's no right. possible way but i appreciate it i'm very flattered and i'm so appreciative of all the love and and that has actually been a thing in the comparisons to like zach Bryan, tyler childers you know jason isbel and i'm like that's wild you know uh you're crazy but thank you <laughs> you also have the live version on your spotify and uh i, I love the opening you know, what you say before the song is like, this is other than my girlfriend. I'm glad you put that in there, by the way. You don't want to mess that up, right? But you said, exactly. <laughs> other than my girlfriend, this is one of the most important things in my life. You know, with a songwriter, singer-songwriter, we talk to a lot of them. Obviously, their art and their craft means a lot to them. But where would you be without your songwriting and your songs? That's hard. That's a hard, hard question to answer. I would imagine I would be somewhere either dead or um in a mental institution or something that's a uh, kind of like my release with everything from uh, i write about my 
the, like suicidal thoughts. I write about the struggles I had growing up. I write about drug addiction that run rampant through my best friends and, and family and, and things like that. So for me, it's like an escape and it's a release to be able to, to be able to pin down the things that are just constantly going through my head and what I'm constantly thinking and feeling. And, and luckily for me, people resonate to it. Is your songwriting therapeutic for you? It sounds like. 100%. We talk about mental health on here quite a bit and it becomes up quite a bit. And uh, we we're advocates here. So, you know, when people talk about their struggles and especially in a way that other people can relate, uh, we always applaud that. So we applaud you for putting it out there and you've been open about some of your mental health struggles in the past. And then even with your, with your art and your craft and your songs. So we appreciate you for that, man. Well, I appreciate the, I appreciate the gratefulness because, um, I don't know. To me, I don't think that I like, you know, it's just, that's just what I'm doing. And I don't think about it any other way other than writing a song. So when people do come up to me and they're genuinely changed and, and genuinely appreciative of, of the fact that I, I guess in uh, what I get a lot, I'm not saying this about myself, but um, the fact that quote unquote, I'm not afraid to actually pin that down and I'm not afraid to go out there and, and bear my entire soul in front of so many people. But to me, I don't have any other option. That's just, I don't think about it like that. I just think about I'm, I'm writing songs and singing them to people. And, but I am grateful to have so many people reach out because I've had so many, like the, the words you have saved my life is a thing that's a reoccurring theme for me. And it nearly reduces me to tears every time I see it. I don't even, it's just so mind blowing, but I'm grateful. And I bet that's something special. And the song is something special too. You know, you hear a lot of people talk about three chords in the truth, right? You hear that, especially with old country or something. Absolutely. But I think you don't need a lot to, and you recorded this acoustic and obviously released the live version as well with not a lot of instrumentation, no instrumentation other than you and the guitar. And, uh, you know, I think that's really where you can see a song is special when you do see that it's three chords in the truth. And, and it's really literally only three chords, right? Or is there maybe a fourth one in there? Yeah, I think I throw a fourth in there for some flavor every once in a while. But <laughs> right. yeah, for for the most part, it's just three chords in the truth. Yeah, very- I get too muddy if I start writing anything that's too in. I can I can play a ton of different things, but it's I can't write like that. I have to just lay it out there as simple as I can. I reckon. And I think when you start to get all fancy, that's where you start to lose me. Anyway, I, I'm a fan of a uh, of three chords in the truth. Michael, same Pal- here. Yeah, Michael Palmisano, YouTube celebrity maybe youtube youtuber love his channel yeah. uh he was he came across yours and uh across the 68 and he had a reaction video and then i know he interviewed interviewed you after that how was that experience that was bizarre man i've been taking michael's guitar courses for quite some time so when he reached out before he had posted the youtube video he had reached out to me on instagram and was like hey i want to let you know this is the link this is dropping today at whatever time you know and um I appreciate your music, but I want to connect. And then from that point on, it's almost like we have become friends. You know, I've I've talked to Michael. I talked to him, you know, not regularly, but semi-regularly. We're planning to do an in-studio at his place with my full band and and do like a live stream and things like that. Maybe I could convince him to jump on and play some with me. But yeah, that just, uh, it's really weird. Honestly, uh, a lot of people that I've, I've been a fan of personally, and a lot of people that I've looked up to a lot have been reaching out to me and following me on Instagram or sharing my music, telling me they love my songs. And that's just wild. You know, <laughs> right. We can't wait to catch you Friday, May 26th in Columbia, Missouri at the Blue Note. Have you ever played the Blue Note before? 
I have not. I've only heard great, great things about it, though. Man, I've been to a lot of shows, been a, been to a lot of venues. It's one of my favorites. It is absolutely one of my favorites. I've been looking forward to it. I'm really excited for that whole weekend because I got, I'll be at the Blue Note, and then the next night I'm at the Caverns in Tennessee, so I'll be in a cave playing with the Cadillac 3 the next night, so that's going to be really cool. Very cool. On those shows, are we? is it a full band or is it just you? I'll be full band on them. Okay. And when you play the 68, is it... Uh, is it just you or full band? I do full band on that as well. Very cool. Very cool. So a different experience yeah. there. Got a new single out, The Darkness. And I know you're going to be releasing maybe not an album or eventually an album, but a few singles here and there. Yeah, I uh, I went down to Nashville and recorded with the uh, producer Ray Kennedy, who's um, a legend, which I was very grateful to get that opportunity. And we recorded some like one or two takes live in studio, full EP six songs that we're going to release over the next several months just to give you guys uh something to chew on before we do get the album can we hear a little bit of the darkness yep i get lost inside my own head now and then i'm spaced out i've got so much on my mind so many thoughts are running Oh no, me out of my own time And every day I feel it Some sort of darkness moving in Man, you brought the whistle back. It's like Axl Rose all over again. <laughs> That's what I got. My dad always actually harps on me about whistling. It's how that ended up in a song. I, I could whistle pretty well. And uh, he's, he loves whistling in a song. And he's always like, man, I don't know why you don't whistle in songs. I just don't get that. And then I wrote that one. And I was like, you know what? This is the perfect one. Oh, so I did it. Very cool. I heard that. I was like, man, you, you don't hear that much too often. So, yeah. And you are a good whistler. I mean, hell, it's all in tune and everything. So <laughs> I appreciate it. Another great song there. Love the finger picking on that one. Tell us a little bit about The Darkness. So for that one, that was a tough one for me. Um, I wrote that staring out my window and and genuinely contemplating taking my own life. And, and for some unknown reason, I... I picked up my electric guitar and I started writing. I started just started playing, and that just flew right out of me within just sitting there. And uh, yeah, that one—that's probably my favorite song I've ever written. It's a great tune, man. And I, I just want to say I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're you're still with us and you're still doing it because people need to hear these songs. These are great tunes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I heard you talking in an interview about one of your influences and uh, a guy that I think very highly of, Dallas Green of City and Color. Yes. What do you think about his new album? I'm absolutely in love with it, and uh, I've been spinning it like crazy. What do you think about the new album? Personally, I thought it was some of the best work he's done since his, what was it, the first record uh, that he did? Agreed. I think what the name of that. Here, I got a little... Little sound effect there. I, it's my favorite of his of his work, to be honest. I love it. Yeah, I, I, the Little Hell album personally has like a stronghold on me because it was the album that really just always kind of like you know always liked City and Color and stuff. And then he put out that Little Hell album and it just completely blew me away. But then, but this new this new record is just unbelievable. I think there's a song on it 
I think it's called Without Warning. I don't want to. I don't want to quote the wrong song, but I'm pretty sure there's a song on this new record called Without Warning, and that song is unbelievable. Yeah, I heard him talk about that. Uh, the song is he lost somebody that's really close to him and was dealing with grief, and maybe still dr- deals with grief pretty heavily. And has as somebody who has has felt that as well, the lyrics and I'm a lyrics guy, I'm a songwriter guy. It's what I it, what's it, what it's what catches my ear first and foremost. I just fell in love with that record. But I did want to bring that up because I saw you talk about him being an influence on on a different interview. Oh, big time, man. And on, honestly, I don't get very I don't get compared very often to anyone. Hardly. I have a, such an odd tone, you know, and but he's the one. He's the one that people are like, that's the one that's always reoccurring, like reoccurring for me now. But nowadays, obviously, I get like whoever's popular is who I'm getting compared to. But tonally and like who I actually sound like, I get a lot of uh, Dallas Green and that I couldn't be any happier. <laughs> Every time somebody says that, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I got a comparison for you that maybe you haven't heard yet. I don't know. Maybe you have. But I sent it to this couple buddies of mine and I said, uh, your vocal styling specifically reminds me of the guy from Manchester Orchestra. I can't think of his name. I actually pretty new that I've been getting that one. That one's not one that I've had at all until re- very recently. Think of that guy's name either, because I'm not the. I like Manchester Orchestra, but I don't like them enough, you know, enough to know what their band members and things names are. But yeah, they, yeah, that's one that everybody has really been recently. Everyone has been like, man, you remind me of this guy, and they say lyrically they remind me of his solo work, which that's very. That's a great compliment. Yeah, I could see that, man. We're excited to have you in town May 26th in Columbia, Missouri. At the Blue Note with Cadillac 3, you're going to be hitting pretty much everywhere all summer long and all fall long. Nolan Taylor, we've been rocking your stuff. We are big fans here. If you get in our neck of the woods, we'll, we'll link up and connect. And we appreciate your time today. Man, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to getting out to, getting out to your way and, and meeting you. All right, buddy. We'll talk soon, okay? Thank you, sir. seventh grade it's what my mother taught me she was falling asleep driving down 68 i drove just to get us back safe wishing hard that i could escape tripping down all the steps of the local school bus wishing I didn't have to go home